Welcome to Game Changer, where you get the inside track to win in a decade of disruption. So be sure to subscribe and let's crush this business unusual game together. Our guest is Noah St. John, and he's known as the father of affirmations and the mental health coach to the stars. Working with Hollywood celebrities, eight-figure company CEOs, professional athletes, top executives, and entrepreneurs, Noah's coaching clients have added more than $2.7 billion by following his legendary methods. Noah has also appeared on over 1,000 media outlets, including ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, Entrepreneur, and Success Magazine. And today, we get to hear his Game Changer Gold direct from him. A huge welcome to you, Noah. Well, thank you, Carmen. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Yeah, and I'm loving that t-shirt. Love your dream. Live your dream. That's it. <laughs> and that's what you help people do. I do. Yeah. Noah, so what drove your search for that answer to the question? What's the secret of success that highly successful people are keeping from the rest of us? <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> you know, it really is true. It, it, it does seem like the game is rigged, and that's because the game is rigged. That's what, it, it, You're totally right. Anybody thinking that, you're totally right. Um, and so the story is that I grew up poor in a rich neighborhood. Now, I know that's a total cliche, but it's totally true. I grew up in a little town called Kennebunkport, Maine, which just happens to be one of the wealthiest communities in New England. But my family was dirt poor. And I mean that literally because we lived at the bottom of a dirt road in a draft the unfinished house that my parents ended up losing the foreclosure. So from a very young age, I was painfully exposed to the gap, the chasm between the haves and the have nots. Mm -hmm. The haves was everyone else in the community. The have nots was my family. So you hear those speakers get on stage and they say, well, you know, we were poor, but we were happy. We didn't know we were poor. Well, in my family, we freaking knew we were poor because <laughs> my mother, bless her heart, reminded us every day that we were poor and miserable. So no, it wasn't happy. It sucked. Mm -hmm. So from a very young age, I wanted to answer that question. Why are some people successful and others not? Because here's the thing. I saw my parents working really, really hard and never getting ahead. Meanwhile, right down the street, I saw that there was great wealth and abundance. You know, the kids in my class had lots of nice things. And their parents didn't seem to work so hard. So I'm like, what the heck is going on here? So, you know, of course, I didn't have anybody to help me, coach me, mentor me, you know, in those days. Um, so I did the only thing that I knew how to do. Now, for those of you who don't know me, they call me the nerdiest nerd in the industry, meaning the nerdiest <laughs> nerd in the personal growth industry. They call me the Sheldon Cooper of self-help because I'm such a nerd. And what I mean by that is I had to just dive in and, you know, get to the molecular level and, and you know, just roll up my sleeves and get down to work so I can find the things that work, you know, versus all the stuff that everybody else is talking about. And so I just did what a nerd would do. And I went to the library and started reading every book I could. You know, I read every book on self-help, personal growth, uh, Dale Carnegie, Napoleon Hill, Stephen Covey, all the classics, right, of self-help. And they all basically said the same thing, you know, set your goals and think positive and all that stuff. And and I, I really, really tried to put them to work, but I just couldn't seem to get them to work. There seemed to be something missing that I couldn't figure out. And so at the age of 25, I decided to commit suicide because I was so depressed. I was so, you know, angry, frustrated. I'd been working so hard with so little to show for it. And so I decided to take my own life. Now, at the very last moment, my life was spared. I do share that story in my books, like uh, Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money and Power Habits. 
in my online programs. But my point is that, you know, my life was spared, but I didn't know why. And, and, and I, even deeper than that, I didn't know why I was here on the earth. I didn't know what my purpose was. And so I went on another long journey to find my purpose. Why am I here? You know, a question that, you know, has been asked for since the beginning of time, right? But so I went on another journey, went back to the library, started reading every book on spiritual growth. You know, the first journey was more of an outer journey. The second was more of an inner journey, you know, reading the spiritual teachers, Deepak Chopra, Neil Donald Walsh, Louise Hay, Marianne Williamson, and people like that. And so uh, at ni- in 1997, uh, at the age of 30, I had an epiphany that really changed my life when I realized finally what was missing, what all of those guys weren't, te- weren't telling us. And it, was really, it really came down to just a few simple things that no one was talking about. And so I realized, I, I knew that I had to just share this information with the world, but I didn't know how to do that. And so I started my company, successclinic.com, in a 300-square-foot basement apartment, which is where I was living at the time, in Hadley, Massachusetts, with $800 to my name and a book on HTML. That's all I had. I had no money, no marketing (laughs) experience, no sales, no contacts, you know, no no list. Uh, There was no such thing as social media, blogging, I mean, nothing, nothing that we have Mm -hmm. today funnels was something you had in your kitchen. I mean, it, it just was, it was a long, long time ago. <laughs> anyway, my point is from those very, very humble beginnings, you know, because of what I've been able to teach people around the world now, as you mentioned, you know, I have helped our coaching clients add over $2.7 billion. That means we've helped our clients add six figures, seven figures, mm-hmm. and even eight figures in, in several cases. And I'm also now known as the, the coach that people go to when they want to make more in 12 weeks than they did in the last 12 months. Mm. So I'm very famous. I'm very known for helping entrepreneurs who are overworked, underappreciated, you know, stressed out uh, to really go from making what they made in the last 12 months to making that in 12 weeks, which, you know, can make a really big difference in their lives and in their families' lives. So it's, um, it's really been an amazing journey. What a journey. What an incredible journey, um, Noah. And it's, it's so you were given a bonus life, actually. Yes. And 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 I mean, what you've created with your bonus life is 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 really incredible. So I've got two questions following on from what you've just said. You you've mentioned you you help your clients make in 12 weeks more than what they did in the previous 12 months. I want to know what how you do that. Please share a little bit, just a little bit of how you do that. And then you got it. I'm hoping in the next few minutes we've got with you, you're going to share some of what was missing. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's my job. That's, that's my mission here on the earth. So as you said, I was given this bonus life. So my job is just to share, uh, you know, this, this, teaching, this information and, and really give people that support that really is lacking for so many entrepreneurs. You know, for those of you watching who are either uh, own your own business or thinking about owning your own business, you know that it's it can be a very lonely road. It can be very lonely because you're you're there, you're on your own, you're the chief bottle washer, you know, you're doing everything. And then even as you're growing and scaling your business, you know, to five figures, six figures and beyond, it can be a very lonely experience because many times the people in your family don't really get it. They don't understand because it's not normal. You know, the normal way is to go out, get a job, work there for 40 years, get a retirement and 
and then you live, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That never appealed to me. I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense. What? <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, I really didn't know how to do the entrepreneurial thing. So it was really it was it took me a lot longer than I would have liked for the reason that I said earlier, which is I didn't have any help. I didn't have any support. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a coach. I didn't have a mentor. And so it took me a very, very long time, much longer than I would have liked. And that's so, you know, a big part of my job is to spare people that pain, agony and torment that I had to go through. Plus, I had to pay over half a million dollars to all those gurus out there only to find out they can't teach their way out of a paper bag. <laughs> you know, they, they're oh, great self promoters, yeah. great mm-hmm. self marketers, but they suck at teaching. They cannot teach. They truly suck. And I'm like, great. After half a million dollars and, you know, at least 10 years wasted, that's what I found out anyway. So my point is, you know, to go to your question. So. You know how one of the ways that I help my clients go from what they made uh, making in 12 weeks, what they made in the last 12 months, um, is an acronym that I call RAP. Now, I'm not going to rap for you, even though I do rap, and there are (laughs) videos on YouTube that prove that I rap, but I'm not going to do it here. But um, basically, what, what I realized is that there is one thing that if you fix it, fixes every other thing. (laughs) Now, I know that sounds like maybe a big promise and it's but but I've proved it, uh, you know, over these last, Mm -hmm. you know, quarter century, I've been doing this, you know, for basically, well, next in in just a few months will be in our 25th year uh, of helping people, you know, really and selling programs online and, you know, helping people scale their business and so forth. And so what I realized is that after reading all those books and and seeing really what was missing, what they weren't saying and going to all those gurus paying all Mm -hmm. that money and seeing what they just don't even talk about is one concept that psychologists, I'm going to use a term that is really a mouthful. It's called cognitive dissociative conditioning. Mm -hmm. Now that's a mouthful. So what I realized is that I needed to shorten that and make it easier for, you know, us (laughs) regular people to say. So I simply came up with this term that I call head trash. All right. So head trash is the one thing that is keeping most people from their dreams. So think about it this way. All right, so imagine your, your goals, right? Every, every self-help book ever written, every guru out there says, set your goals, right? We've heard that a million billion times, okay? So, and it's not wrong, actually. That's not exactly wrong, but they're just missing a couple of things when they, when they talk about it. So, however, it is still true that in order to reach your goals, you gotta know where you're going, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine you're in your car, right? And you're driving right now. Typically you get in your car and you drive because you have a purpose, right? You generally don't get in your car, leave your driveway, drive around in circles and then come back. They'd be like, why did we do that? Right. That would be weird. And yet that's what millions of people are doing in their lives Yes. and in their businesses. They feel like they're going in circles. And in Mm -hmm. fact, they are Mm -hmm. because they're missing these specific things that, that I teach. So, so one of the things that I talk about is having a clear destination. Right. So, again, go back to your car. Right. Why are we getting in the car? Well, I'm going down the road to the grocery store. Well, why are you going to the grocery store? Well, I'm going to pick up some milk, eggs and bread. Great. So, see, you have your destination where you're going, but you're also more importantly you have why you're going there. Right. Because think about it. If you just have a destination, well, I'll go to the grocery store, walk around for a while, then get back in my car and come home. That doesn't make any sense either. Right. You're like, why did we do that? And yet that's, again, what millions and millions of people are doing, business owners, entrepreneurs, coaches, authors, et cetera, right? People in the health profession, network marketers, whatever. I mean, real estate, we've helped people in dozens of industries to, to very, you know, get very, very clear on what they want and why, okay? So, so those are the two things. But then it gets even deeper than that, all right? Because I want you to imagine you're back in your car. Okay, I know where I'm going and I know why I'm going there. Great, I'm driving in my car. But unbeknownst to you, 
for some strange reason, you're driving down the road of life with one foot on the brake. You have one foot on the brake and one foot on the gas. Now, in our cars, now, again, just stay with me on this analogy. Um, in our cars, we have two forces that are happening. There's the driving force of the gas and the restraining force of the brake. All right. So the, the, the foot on the gas drives you forward and the foot on the brake stops you. It's a restraining force. It slows you down or stops you. Right now. You'd say, well, we don't want a restraining force. Well, actually, if you didn't have brakes in your car, that wouldn't be very good either because you planned <laughs> yes. that would be a problem. So the truth is, as humans, it's exactly the same thing. So in our lives and our business, we have driving forces mm -hmm. and we have restraining forces. But they're all up here. Well, mm -hmm. not all, but about 90% of them are up here. Okay. And so imagine you're in your car and you're going to that grocery store to pick up those groceries. But unbeknownst to you, you're driving with one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what happens in this industry. I'm talking about the personal and professional growth industry. Here's what happens. Now, you as the business owner, you're frustrated, right? If you're driving, you, you're, you're in your car and you're like, why am I not getting anywhere? I'm working really hard here. What is the problem? And you just don't know. And so what you do is you want to fix that problem, right? And so what you do is you, you go and you look online, you watch YouTube videos, you, you buy, maybe hire the gurus, you buy self-help books, you do a bunch of stuff. But here is what generally happens. We've seen this in 99% of the cases over the last quarter century. Guru number one will say to you, you know why you're not reaching your goals is because you need a better type of gas. The gas that you're using isn't good enough. And so you need to use this expensive gas. And you go, okay, and you go to the gas station, you put in this really expensive gas. The problem is you're still doing the same thing. And so you keep getting the same result. The second guru comes up to you and says, hey, you know what you need? You need a new set of tires. These tires aren't good enough. Buy these really expensive tires. Okay, you go to the tire store, spend more of your hard-earned money, put all the new tires on. You're still doing the same habit, the same result. Guru number three comes along and they say, you know what you need? You need a new car. This car isn't good enough. Buy this really expensive sports car. All right. This, this is a really snap, dazzy, dazzle, whatever, you know, sports car. And it's snazzy and you'll love it. And people will think you're really cool when you drive by in it. Okay. So you spend a lot of money on this really expensive sports car. Mm -hmm. But because no one has taken the time to show you why, how, and that you're holding yourself back in the first place, you're still getting the same result. You're still not getting what you want. So here's what I do. I come up and I say, <clears throat> excuse me, did you know you have your foot on the brake? And you're like, uh, no. Did you know that if we just do a couple of certain specific things that are actually pretty easy, we can actually just get your foot off the brake. And that means you can actually reach your goals a lot faster, easier, with a lot less effort. And you're like, really? I go, yeah, you just do these couple of things. And you can actually reach your goals a lot faster and easier with a lot less effort. You're like, where do I sign? Right. See, that's <laughs> what it is. So what that's is what makes me different from all those gurus. I'm not saying that gas tires and a new car are bad things. I'm just saying if you never mm -hmm. identify and then remove the mm -hmm. restraining forces in the first place, doesn't it just make logical sense? You're going to keep getting the same result no matter how hard you work, how long you work, or how much money you spend on all those gurus out there. So get your foot off the brake and we're riding, baby. <laughs> yes. Okay? Absolutely. Thank you. I love the way you explain that. And it makes so much sense. The metaphor really works. And, and, you, and, you, and you can just 
see how we don't see that the foot is on the brake. And we're hitting accelerator and pumping and putting more gas and it just isn't happening. Because that's Um, what they're telling you to do. Exactly. And that's telling you to do that. Set your goals. Think positive. You need to check up from the neck up. They're not saying anything wrong. Your altitude is determined by your attitude. Okay. You think positive. I'm thinking positive. Why is this not working? (laughs) Okay. So that's why I had to come up to going back to what I was talking about earlier is that cognitive dissociative conditioning, Mm -hmm. that really big mouthful, Mm -hmm. I came up with the term head trash. (laughs) Head trash. See, head trash is, in fact, your foot on the brake. Mm -hmm. And that is, in fact, the reason that millions of hardworking, overworked, underappreciated, stressed out entrepreneurs aren't reaching their goals, no matter how much money they're spending on all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Because all that stuff, even though it's not wrong, it doesn't fix the actual problem. exactly. And that's where I, again, that's what number one makes me different. But number two, that's what I was doing and had no awareness of it because nobody mm-hmm. told me. And I'm going, why didn't anybody tell me this? This would have saved me a hundred years. I mean, what the heck? So that is what we see with our, I'll give you a great example of this. I had one client. I mean, we've had, you know, thousands of clients. I so just one in particular that comes to mind. Um, and we have, we have literally more case studies, more success stories than anybody in the industry. I mean, after a quarter of a century, we have more than you can possibly mm-hmm. imagine. And I mean, they're all incredible, but they're all real people, real stories. One, just one in particular comes to mind is uh, I had a client named Susan and she came to me and she was she was very stressed out. In fact, she told me that she had spent $60,000 on all the gurus out there. Literally $60,000 on all those guys. And they all said the same thing like we're talking about. But not only was she not getting what she wanted, she was about to lose everything. She was about Mm -hmm. to lose her home. She was about to declare bankruptcy. She was about to lose her marriage because her husband said, I can't take it anymore. You're buying all this self-help stuff. We're supposed to be getting better. We're getting worse. Mm -hmm. Right. So he said, I can't take it anymore. He was going to leave her. I mean, she was literally at the end of her rope. And so she, a friend told her about me. And she hired me as her coach, almost like a, as a last ditch effort. I mean, it was like a Hail Mary because she tried so many things. She thought she tried it all, but she hadn't worked with me. And so we got to these very simple, but very profound awarenesses that no one had ever talked to her about. Long story short, in less than 12 weeks, she literally went from being $60,000 in debt to where she got her dream job. She's now making a six-figure income. She just published her first book, which is right here. These are some of the books that I've helped my clients publish because I've mm-hmm. written so many books. These are my books, by the way. <laughs> and anyway, and so she actually asked me to write the foreword for her book because of how I changed her life. So the point is for everyone watching and listening is even if you spent lots of time, money, and effort on all those gurus out there, I mean, I had to spend a half a million dollars, mm-hmm. over half a million dollars to find out they cannot teach their way out of a paper bag. And so if you're feeling frustrated, I want everyone to watch watching this to know it's not your fault. It's the fault of that they're not telling you the real stuff, the real mm-hmm. story of what's really going on. And amazingly, it's actually simpler than what they're telling us. Yeah. And what an amazing realization to, to, to know that the hit trash can be thrown out. <laughs> right. That's exactly um, right. Forever. And yes. 
and it makes the world of difference. So, Noah, tell us a little bit more about your affirmations, because I mean, that that is just so interesting. It's different from, let us know how, dif how different it is from affirmations. Yes. And why this is such a game changer. Absolutely. So back in 1997, when I had that epiphany, that was actually one of my epiphanies that I had back then, you know, 25 years ago. And so everybody who's ever read a self-help book knows what an affirmation is, right? Mm -hmm. An affirmation is a statement of something you want to be true. Now, why do we all know that? Because that's what every guru says, right? They all say yeah. the same exact thing, but you mm -hmm. read every book, they all say the same thing, right? And so, so like, for example, whether when I'm doing like keynote speeches for companies or organizations, whether I'm doing, uh, you know, private workshops for my clients, whether I'm doing virtual trainings like, like this, you know, for uh, clients around the world, one of the things I like to do with my audiences is, have everybody stand up and say, okay, and I say to them, okay, we're going to do a traditional affirmation, just like, you know, all the gurus say, and I want you, everybody to say, I am rich. Everybody says, I am rich. You know what <laughs> happens next? Everybody starts laughing. And I go, well, what are you laughing at? And they go, well, I'm not rich. Yeah. And I say, but you just said you were. And they go, yeah, but I don't believe it. Mm -hmm. See, now that's the problem. That is, in fact, the problem with the traditional affirmations method that everybody's teaching. Right. Because we say these positive statements, but we just don't believe it. Mm -hmm. Right now, the gurus say, well, if you don't believe your affirmations, just repeat it a thousand million, mm -hmm. billion, gajillion times until you believe it. Or fake it till you have it. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. And, you know, hey, for some people that worked just fine. Yeah. But for millions of us, it didn't work at all. In fact, scientific studies have shown that 75 percent of people do not believe affirmations. They don't. In fact, it makes them more frustrated because you're trying to pound your brain into submission. You're going like this and it doesn't work. Right. And that was the case for me. Right. Along with millions of other people. But so back in 1997, that was the epiphany I had. In fact, in, in my book of affirmations, which was published by Hay House, which is right there. Anyway, <laughs> I call it the shower that changed everything because it was in the shower. Right. We all had those aha moments in the shower. Right. And so I call it the shower that changed everything because I was thinking about this very point. I said, why are we going around making statements we don't believe? Mm. When the human mind responds automatically to something even more powerful, because I realized that human thought is the process of asking and searching for answers to questions. Mm -hmm. For example, <clears throat> if I ask you, why is the sky blue? Why is the sky blue? Mm -hmm. Now, what immediately happens in your brain is you try to search for the answer, right? Mm -hmm. In fact, your brain, just like a Google search, right? We've all, we all do Google searches probably 30, 50, 100 times a day right? Without even thinking about it. You're asking a question. That's what you're doing. And in fact, you know, you do, you're searching a computer, right? Let's say you, you need to find a file. You do a, a file search on your computer. Same thing. Your brain, your mind is like a computer. Your mind is in fact, the ultimate search engine because you're always searching for answers to questions. And so what I realized is that what I just said to you a moment ago, I, it actually came to me in the form of a question. Amazingly, right? Why are we going around making statements that we don't believe when the human mind responds automatically to questions? Mm. And I realized that if instead of saying something like I am rich, right, that's what they all taught us. Mm. And your brain says, yeah, right. <laughs> right. We literally just don't believe it. So I said, if that's the statement that we don't believe, well, then what would the question be? Mm. And then I said, why am I so rich? Why am I so rich? Now, when you ask a question that's formulated like that, what immediately happens in your brain? 
you start yeah. to search for the answer. Exactly. Right? exactly. And so what, what I'm teaching is the law of sowing and reaping. As you sow, so shall you reap. Now, this is an ancient law. It's been taught for centuries. Mm. And yet, what are we doing? We're sowing seeds of thought. And yet, what are most people doing? Sowing lousy thought seeds. Mm. Why am I so stupid? Why am I so fat? Why can't I lose weight? Why isn't my business growing? Why can't I get more customers? Why can't I attract more clients? Why is there more month left at the end of the money? Right? And when you ask lousy questions, what do you get? Lousy answers, right? Right, exactly. Head trash. And so I said, wait a minute. What if instead of asking lousy questions that lead to lousy answers and create a lousy life, why don't we just flip the whole thing on its head, start asking empowering questions that lead to phenomenal answers and create a wonderful life? And as I was standing there in the shower, April 1997, I said, holy cow, I think I just invented something. And so I had to give it a name. And the name I gave it was Affirmations, A-F-F-O-R. AFF, and you can Google that just mm. or go to affirmations.com, A F F O R M A T I O N S, affirmations.com. And the way to remember it is it's the letter O, O, affirmations.com. <laughs> That's how to remember it. And I mean, the, the, the stories we have from just that piece alone. So, what I want people to realize is number one, affirmations is the most powerful and effective method. It's ever been discovered or invented to change your beliefs, mm-hmm. change your habits, change your results and change your life. Number one. And number two, that's not the whole picture. That's the beginning of it. That's like the foundation. It is, in fact, the foundation of the house. Right. We're building you a new house. That's what I help my clients do. I help you build a new house, your dream home. Right. Mm-hmm. Live your dream. Right. And so the point is, you don't let's say you're, you're, you're shopping for a new house. Right. Let's say you, you know, you're like, you know what? I want to, I want to upgrade my my home. I want to buy a new house, whatever. So you you get in the car and you drive around. Now, do you drive around and go, wow, look at those cool foundations? No, you don't even <laughs> notice the foundation. You don't even see it. It's like, but guess what? If the foundation's not there, that neither is the house, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the point. Affirmations, as ma- magnificent as I was going to say, miraculous as they are. They're not the whole picture. They're the beginning part. They are the foundation. And yes, you must have a strong foundation. And just that alone can change your life. But when with my, and and this now goes back to what I said earlier about RAP, you know? Mm -hmm. So I told you I wasn't going to RAP for you, but what RAP stands for is Rapid Abundance Programming. Mm -hmm. Rapid Abundance. So that's my process of which Affirmations is the foundational portion Mm -hmm. of that. The rapid abundance pro- uh, programming method is, in fact, how I help my clients take out their head trash. Okay, yeah. so uh, what I want everyone to realize who's watching this is that number one, affirmations will absolutely change your life, and number two, there's more to it. Mm-hmm. There is more. That's what rapid abundance programming is. That's the beginning of it, and that is the foundation. But of course, we want to build the rest of your house too. Awesome concepts, Noah. Really, really, it's and 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 the way you explain it with, with such you 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 creating you know taking these complex things that have just uh, reached havoc for so many yes maybe centuries and and yeah. you've simplified it. So, yep. Share a wisdom for us, a powerful success insight that would be of huge value to our audience. 
I, I have a lot of those. Um, let's see. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I think I've already I think I've already landed a few of those. So you have, you have. Hopefully, some people will extract some value there. Um, I guess one thing that I could say, uh, you know, in addition to what I've already shared, is that um, I want people to realize um, that you know, if let's say again, if you're an entrepreneur, or if you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, you know, maybe making a transition, which I work with a lot of people in that. Also, I work with, as you mentioned, you know, seven and eight figure entrepreneurs, uh, CEOs, corporate executives, um, professional athletes, and, and, you know, many other different types of people all around the world. Um, they all share some very specific things in common. And, you know, when I look, what I like to look at as a nerd is, is patterns, right? And, we look at patterns of failure as well as patterns of success. Okay. Because it's just as important to know what not to do as what to do, isn't it? Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to build a house, again, you use that example, uh, or, you know, if you're going to drive down the road to go to the grocery store, what you don't want to do is drive on the wrong side of the street. <laughs> go, well, I'm driving fine. What's wrong? Why is everybody swerving and beeping at me? Well, because you're on the wrong side, right? So, exactly. you know, we got to still make sure you're in the right lane, right? And when it comes to success. And so when it comes to failure, this is the common denominator. Again, what I'm calling head trash. And by the way, I do want to mention, and I know we're going to talk about this, but your, your viewers here can get this book for free. Uh, we do have this book for free. Uh, and the link is sendmeabooknoah.com. It's very easy to remember. Sendmeabooknoah.com. Sendmeabooknoah.com. <laughs> and I will send you. So the book is free. We just ask you to cover the shipping and we ship anywhere on planet Earth. But my point is that that head trash is really the common denominator of, of failure, meaning that you're just not reaching the level of success that you want. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not that you're failing that, you know, whatever. It, there's, of course, many <laughs> meanings of that word. Um, but I mean, I'll give you a, a famous example. Um, I mean, there are actually many famous examples, but, you know, one that comes to mind is Chris Farley. Now, some of you may not know who that is, but Chris Farley was a, a very famous and very, very popular comedian back in the 1990s. Mm -hmm. um, and um, he he died at the age of 33 of, of a drug overdose. And it was really just years and years of abuse that he put on his body. Now, prior to him was a, was a fellow named John Belushi, who did the exact same thing. He died at the exact same age, 33 years old, after being rich and famous. So you go, well, how could this happen? You know, they have everything that everybody wants. We, they were rich and famous. Mm -hmm. You know, they had people who loved them, adored them all around the world. And yet, you know, they died at a very young age. Not that they took their own life, but they essentially did, you know, with all that abuse. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? Well, there's lots of reasons, but the real reason is what I'm teaching, head trash. Mm -hmm. It just, they just couldn't accept that, that all of the, the love, the happiness, the joy that the world was actually trying to give them. And they just couldn't accept it for, for, for many reasons. Mm -hmm. So that's just, you know, again, a couple of famous examples. So head trash is the common denominator of failure. Well, if that's true, then what's the common denominator of success? Well, I mean, I like to say that it is rapid abundance programming for that precise reason. Because if you, let me just say it very simply, if you don't get rid of the head trash that's up here, there's no real room for growth. There's no real room for joy, for happiness, for connection, 
for the things that make life worth living. And so just like in your home, imagine if you're home, in your home and you say, you know what? I don't feel like taking out the trash this week. I'll just let it yeah. pile up. And then you let another week go. And you're like, yeah, I don't feel like taking it out. I mean, and another month goes by and two months and three months and six months. Maybe a year goes by, you don't take out the trash. What's your house look like? I mean, it's pretty gross. It's awful in there, isn't it? If, I mean, you ever watch those show hoarders on TV or, you know, shows like that? And you're like, ah, it's really <laughs> yeah. awful. Well, how many people do you know, for everyone watching, how many people do you know haven't taken out the trash in their head for mm -hmm. 5, 10, 20, 30, 40 years or more? Forever. Mm -hmm. Forever, right. And see, again, what I want people to realize, it's not your fault. It's just no one, no one told you before. Just, you know, again, that's why I share my story of deciding to commit suicide at the age of 25, mm -hmm. because of all these things I'm teaching that I've been teaching for the last, you know, now 30, well, 25 years. Mm -hmm. And so my point is, I want people to realize, number one, it's not your fault. Number two, there is help out there. Find help, you know, find a coach, find a mentor, but make it someone who knows what they're talking about, not just someone who's, you know, great at self-promotion and, you know, all those gurus out there. Not that they are doing anything wrong necessarily, but they just leave out all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. No, you're touching on such an important, such a poignant message. Because, I mean, you work with the stars. You see the darker side of success. We hear the stories. We don't need to, it's not only celebrities. It is so many people yes. who, because yes. they don't understand how to remove this head trash. Uh, I mean, we were just seeing stats the other night of how suicide has increased in the UK in, you know, over the pandemic. That's right. There's just so many stories like this that need not be the case. Mm -hmm. We can stop the That's suffering, right. the pain, the agony people are going through, the distress that that leads them to, to, to hardly living and then maybe even taking their life. So what you what you're sharing for our audience, it's it's just such crucial points. And thank you to to remind us that you know, yeah, it is it's it's this head trash, and we all have it. We all mm. have it. Even even the even us coaches need coaches to help us get rid of our own head trash That's at right. times. That's right. So in fact, we need many coaches in different phases of our lives. So please right. don't sit with the trash in your head. Get the help, get the help. And 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 yes, thank you, um, Noah, for for um, um you know offering your free book. I'll just I'll I'll share that again. It's sendmeabooknoah.com and I will have it on um, in the show notes as well. Um, and then you can also learn more about Noah's programs on noahstjohn.com. I'll also have that in the show notes. So Noah, what do you think right now, right now where there's just so much, never mind hit trash, just trash around us. Um, what are the most relevant changes entrepreneurs can make right now to to continue to flow, just to just to stay in flow. Never mind even totally thrive. You know that would be great as well. Yeah. Can you share that in the form of a start this right away and stop this right away to get into flow again? Yes, absolutely. It really comes down to two elements, and and this is one of the reasons that we help people make more in twelve weeks than they had in the last twelve months. Mm -hmm. Is we focus on inner game and outer game. So if you think of two circles. Inner game is everything that happens between your ears that you can't see directly, but it affects everything you do, right? So, for example, head trash and everything I've been mm -hmm. talking about, you know, that in this interview and everything that I've been teaching for 25 years. So inner game is all of your beliefs, 
you know, your, your thoughts, your desires, priorities, decisions, things you can't see directly, but affect everything that you do. Like, for example, in my audience, when I was you know, doing keynote speeches or workshops, you know, with my clients around the world, one of the things that I say is, what is one area of your life where your beliefs don't affect you? And people go, um, uh, I go, exactly. There's no place your beliefs don't affect you, right? They affect your health, your wealth, your finances, your business, your family life, your social life, right? So that's one of the great things, by the way, when you start to get rid of your head trash, it's not just money. It is your health. It is your relationships. It is your feeling of joy and happiness and connection and those things that can't really be measured, but that make life worth living, right? So, I mean, it's not just money. I want people to realize that, although money is wonderful and it's easy to measure, right? Like, you know, when I help people go from 4 million to 20 million or 5,000 a month to 75,000 a month. And, and I mean, we have so many stories like that or zero to 40 million. I mean, just incredible stories like that. So the point is that that's your inner game. But then we also have to look at your outer game. Your outer game is everything you can see directly, right? So you still have to do your systems, your strategies, your customer service, your sales, offers, funnels, traffic, all the digital marketing stuff. But here's the thing. Most people have spent lots and lots of time, money, and effort mm -hmm. on all the marketing stuff. Mm -hmm. And they've essentially ignored the inner game, or they just haven't had the right coach to help them with their inner game, to help them get rid of their head trash. Because I'm the only one doing it. I mean, really, I'm the only one doing it in this way with you know my rapid abundance programming. I mean, I invented it. So yeah, that would be me. Anyway, my point is that you have to do both, but but what we've seen is that, you know, you've heard of the 80-20 rule. It's really more 90-10. It's really 90% inner game, 10% outer game. Because once you get the inner game right, it's almost impossible to not get your outer game right. You'd have to work really hard at it because the outer game, I don't want to say it takes care of itself because it doesn't really take care of itself, but it just makes it, well, again, you're you're driving down the road and your foot isn't on the brake. How much faster are you going to get to the grocery store? You know, five times, 10 times, 20 times faster, whatever. I mean, you know, a lot, lot faster, right? And a lot less effort too, and less money because you don't have to keep putting gas in the car. Like, why am I not getting anywhere? So, so really, if you focus on your inner game, 90% and your outer game, 10%, I mean, I think you're going to win. You know, I, I, we've seen it over and over and I don't see why it wouldn't work for everyone watching this. Yeah, absolutely. And and never being in the same game as a business success strategist, I agree 100% with you. It is literally 90%. I mean, and 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 what you how you've spoken about it, because you know, once you get that right, you get into a different universe, you get into a different flow. It's like you change mm -hmm. frequency <laughs> completely. And, and the universe just conspires to help you. So I, I agree. It's not even 80-20. It is 90-10. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, what you see on, on the net is, is this prolific marketing of marketing programs. Um, and, mm -hmm. and you can do a thousand of those and your marketing and sales won't increase because if this stuff isn't right, like right. you say. Um, it's, well, it's, if, if you don't take out the trash, there's no room in there for anything else. Oh, well, exactly, <laughs> so exactly. That's the thing. We got to get it out of there, and then we can <laughs> we can attract the, our dream clients, our dream life, and you know, and health, relationships, everything. It literally changes everything. And it's a whole lot less smelly when you get rid of that trash. Yeah. <laughs> so let's look into the future. Okay. What do you think is the most scary and the most exciting disruption that's coming? Well, uh, uh, scary is everything. Um, you know, everything is scary at first, yeah. isn't it? Right. Yes. Um, and 
So, yeah, I mean, fear is fear is never going away. And, and that's mm -hmm. what I always say to people is if you're waiting to take action until you're not scared, you'll be waiting until you're dead. You're always scared. And, and here's, here's just a funny joke, you know, that I, I tell, at, you know, my seminars or workshops, you know, or keynote mm -hmm. speeches is I always say, OK, who wants change? Everybody puts their hand up. Right. And then I say, who wants to change? Everybody goes like this. <laughs> Right. So who wants nobody wants to change what you what human wants to change? Nobody. Right. Oh, boy, I want to I can't wait to change that nobody ever. So the point is, no, we never want change. And yet we want things to change, but we don't want to change. Right. So every change is scary. So that's the first thing to realize. I mean, what's exciting is I think there's more people talking about this, talking about mm -hmm. raising the consciousness of the earth. It's something I've been this is a, this is a drum that I've been beating for 25 years now. And I mean, people are finally kind of catching up, you know, it's like, oh, why? maybe we should, you know, we only have this one planet, really? Yeah, that's kind of it, guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Elon Musk is not going to save us. Sorry, he, he's not. I mean, Mars is pretty far away, guys. So no, it's not anytime soon. So we got to clean up our acts. So we get that's the beauty of this. We got to clean up in here. And then we can clean up out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the only planet we've got. So with a name like Noah, you know, I've got to be thinking of, of all <laughs> creatures great and small, right? And so I do, I do. It worries me, you know, what, what we humans are doing yeah. to the planet. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, whenever I get a chance, I do like to beat that drum of saying, hey, you know, let's do everything we can to to take care of this planet, to, to reuse, mm -hmm. recycle, you know, and, and just be better stewards of, of this mm -hmm. planet because this is all we've got and we're not, we're not going to get a new one, you know, mm -hmm. so whatever we can do every day. And I just want to say, uh, you know, as a closing thought, mm -hmm. um, you know, some people feel like, well, maybe I shouldn't have because so many others have, have nothing. Maybe mm -hmm. I shouldn't have a lot because, you know, there's so many people who have just have nothing or struggling or whatever. And that's a very noble thought. It's a very spiritual thought, you know, it, it, and I understand it. I used to think that way too. And I, I get that. And it's, it's actually a very loving thought really. But, but I want people to sort of think of it maybe in another way, which is that if someone is down at the bottom of a well and they're screaming, help, help, help. Does it really help if you jump down in the well with them? Now you've got two people at the bottom of the well going help, help. You know, what you really should do is throw them a rope. And, and I had a, a minister friend of mine say to me many years ago, the best way you can help the poor is to not be one. And, and that's, you know, we're, we're just saying, because of what I was just talking about, that we only have one earth, you know, for those of us who are working on raising the consciousness here, you know, like, like you are, Carmen, and, and that's one of the reasons I love, you know, being on, on your show and shows like this is that that is exactly what you're doing. And, you know, what I've been trying to do for a long time and, and, it is it is spiritual to mm -hmm. be rich, to be wealthy, to be well off. Um, I mean, I I started in 1997 in a 300 square foot basement apartment with eight hundred dollars in a book on HTML. Now I live in a six thousand square foot mansion on a hill mm -hmm. uh, that we call Success Manor, you know, and <laughs> did I become less spiritual because I became well off? I, I hope not. I don't think so. I think I mean, for me. I'm able to give more, you know, and that's I that's just a, a new, maybe not a new, it's not new for some people, but for some it is a new thought to say, oh, I don't, it's not that I have to struggle to help others. When I'm successful, then I can help even more people. Uh, 100 percent Noah. And that you have done. I love that. Uh, did you say success manner? 
Success Manor. Yes, we call beautiful, it Success Manor. Beautiful, beautiful. And, and I, it, it's such a beautiful way that you have, have concluded because in that abundance mindset, if you don't have to give, how can you give? And the more that right. you have, the more that you can give. Um, right. As long as if you do have that spirit of giving, because I believe that the more you give, the more actually you allow, you open up that vacuum to allow more to come in so that you can give. So it's this beautiful perpetual abundance that right. happens. And you certainly have filled your arc, Noah, with abundance, with transformation, insights and Absolute goal. Thank you for sharing this with us today. And um, I absolutely will have your, your, your books. It's sendmeabooknoah.com. Um, and, and it's the Head Trash book, right? What's yes, the, the yeah, title? The full title is Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money. <laughs> That's Fantastic the full title. book to, to have in your collection. So yes. thank you so much for sharing so generously with us, Noah. And um, May you continue to live your dream and help others do that too. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. And um, yeah, to our Game Changer family, thank you for being here today. Um, let's clear out that head trash. Every single one of us deserves to totally be free, to be in flow and to give abundantly, receive abundantly, and to, to make this the Game Changer difference that humanity really needs right now. So until next time, I'm wishing you just the wildest success and oceans of love. Thank you.